I'm gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello and welcome to a fresh new episode of The Best Movies You've Never Seen. This is the podcast where we watch movies. I have seen the movie many, many times. My name is Stephen Fennick and I show it to my good friend, but movie challenge friend, Trevor Long, who's never seen it before. Trevor, welcome. Movie challenged. <laughs> what would you call it? insulting What would you ever. call it? You just, you just never had the, the motivation to see a movie. What is, why is that? I, that's a great point. I don't know, but I'd love to find a better word than movie challenge. <laughs> but in in the and by the way, this is our happy anniversary. Uh, we've it been is. doing this show for a year. One already. year. So I think this is episode fifty four. This would be the fifty third movie. Yes. Yes. So we in this time though, have have you changed a bit? Is your approach to movies now? Do you approach oh, it? A different it's a way? good question. I think that I think now I do appreciate movies more. Um, I enjoy analyzing a movie more than I would have before, you know, yep. kind of under, cause you've talked, taught me so much about just yep. the, the process of, of movies and the way things happen. Uh, and you know, looking at things that you, that, you know, you're trying to notice little Through things a more in critical between. Eye. Yep. Is that right? Um, yeah. and I think that I, I watch promos and things for movies now slightly yeah. differently thinking, oh, I might go and see that. But okay. to be honest, it hasn't changed my movie habits other than the fact that I've watched 53 <laughs> movies now. The, 53 the, more than you would have normally Yeah, exactly. In a, in a year, that's a, yeah, that's a like a world record for me. That's pretty good. There's no way I've ever watched that many movies. Well, you've also got now something to do now that we're traveling again. It uh, does you've got help, something yeah. to do now. Yes. I love how you text me. Well, what are the movie orders? What <laughs> I'm are we, about to get on a plane. Yeah. What am I going to watch? What are the next three? Yeah. Well, this week we're talking about King Kong, and this isn't the original King Kong, which is in 1933. It isn't the most recent King Kong, which was Peter Jackson's in 2005. Right. And it's not Count Kong versus Godzilla. This is the 1976 version, uh -huh. which starred Jeff Bridges, Charles Grodin, and introduced Jessica Lange. Right. It was directed by John Guillermin. Producer was Dino De Laurentiis, who had a reputation as being massive productions, you know, large scale. He, when he was offered the opportunity to remake the movie, he said, right, two conditions I've got. Number one, 
It has to be set in the present day. Because 1933, okay. it was the the, the so thought the, was the, to remake it like it's in 1933. So the 1933 movie was set in 1933. In, yeah, so it was in that at that okay. present. So time. it wasn't about making a 1976 version set in 1933. Correct. Okay, it was gotcha. got to be set in the present day. Yep. And the second condition, it had to feature the then brand newly constructed World Trade Center. Oh right. Okay. So it yeah. just it had just opened. I think yes. the year before. That was that was whose condition? That was the Dino De Laurentiis, the producer. Because, as yeah. I recall, what was was it Empire State? Empire was in the State Building was one. in the first one, yes. Okay, and in the two thousand and five version. So, why have you chosen this version? Because this this is my favourite version. Okay, that's I, critical. I I think this is. I like the fact it's set in modern time. Yep. I I reckon the effects, most of the effects, hold up today. Yep. Yep. Uh, like the the big like the big robotic arms and stuff that are in the movie, which we'll talk about. Uh, the whole, the, the, I think the approach. I like the actors too. I'm a big fan of Jeff Bridges, Jessica Lange. What a discovery she was. Uh, I, I just liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Filming took seven months. Would you believe of twelve hour days? So from January to August, nineteen seventy six. Wow. Big production. All, the, uh, all of which time I was just you, you know, weren't even in you utero. <laughs> I was busting it was released to come out. in December '76. So what date? Uh, I don't know the date. But it was oh the my month. god! So this is you were born this around the time of Kong. This you is were, exactly the same were, age as me. I call you the child of Kong. <laughs> <laughs> now there were in in um, the the big part of filming was obviously in New York City, right? And the climactic part of the film, they asked, they casted, they wanted to get 5,000 extras. Wow. They actually got more than 30,000 people wow. showed up and they were delighted. They thought, yep, let's do it. Right. So you, you'd heard of King Kong, but not this particular version, I'm assuming. No. What were uh, you, any impressions at all? I, I, to be honest, I, I did know there was an old and a new. Yep. Um, because my youngest son has somehow gotten into Godzilla v. Kong stuff. Yes, so. Yes. There's uh, a lot of offshoots like that, yeah. Yeah, I, it feels like a universe, one of those annoying is, university yeah, yeah. things. Um, <laughs> uh, I just want a story, not a universe. Um, so I've 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 observed, but not sat and watched um, Stuck Skull Island or one of those things. Yeah, that's gone on. Skull Island. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I obviously knew there was a you know classic old. So yes. which is why I had to actually triple check with you. Yes. In watching this, am I on the right one? Yeah. Well, the three you know, King Kong movies. There's the 1933. This one. And the Peter Jackson 2005, I think Naomi Watts was in it, Jack right. Black, yeah. But this so one. Apart was, from uh, that, I, you know, Big okay. Gorilla. Big Gorilla's all Big I know. <laughs> well, it was released in 76. was a success at the box office, too. It was the seventh highest grossing movie of 1976. And, you know, in a year when you had, you know, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and Rocky, and so it was a big year for movies. Okay. I don't know. I think Cuckoo's Nest was the year before that, but a big time for movies. It's still seventh highest grossing film. Not too bad. We're going to deep dive into the movie. So this is your last exit before the freeway. So if you haven't seen King Kong, you can watch it through Fetch. You can you can do your darndest. Um, you can watch thousands of movies on Fetch. All you got to do is is simply search for them. The Universal Search will tell you where they are. Certainly the uh, the more modern and the originals are there. Um, and plus, don't forget, there's a range of streaming services available on Fetch. Fetch is more than just a movie box. Fetch is more than just a TV box. Fetch is a home entertainment box. Plugged into your, your big screen TV, you've got access to a world of catch-up TV, world of streaming services, live TV, live uh, um, subscription TV, the movies, rent, buy. There's just so much in a Fetch box. Plus, if you rent or buy or uh, record a show on a Fetch Mighty, in another room in your home, you can have a Fetch Mini and you can access those programs 
from another room. So it really is an all of home entertainment system, uh, and movies are at the That's core what I of do. it all. I do that at my place. Yeah, I've got a I've got a mighty downstairs. And I've got the mini upstairs where there's no free-to-air aerial. Boom. And I stream the free-to-air to upstairs yes. through the box. If you've got a yeah. free-to-air antenna yep. in one room and you yep. don't in another, you can just watch it Boom. as if yeah. it's live. You can check out Fetch at fetch.fetchtv.com.au or go to your major retailers or internet provider and ask them for Fetch. Happy days. Now, you have sat through this movie. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, <laughs> Stephen's bracing himself because I we have we I did watch it admittedly a couple of weeks ago and we've we've yes. tripped and stuff in between time. I think I've hinted enough that I have feelings yeah. of the movie, and so Stephen is literally pursing himself. I'm, He's I'm bra- pursing myself. Yeah, I feel like myself. you're you know you're 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 concerned <laughs> yeah. about what I'm going to say. Oh well, no, yeah, you're entitled to your opinion. I watched this with the family, right? So I oh, I okay. told them all because we were like. Okay. What? We every now and then we have movie nights and it's like who's going to pick and yep. you know I'm like past three. Um, so Uncle Steve's picking this week. <laughs> yeah, right? Basically, I did. <laughs> I threw you under the bus. I said I've got to watch this, kids. Um, Thank you. And yeah. and Uncle Steve's to blame. Uh, <laughs> and so we all sat and watched it. Now I got to tell you, I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. Okay. It was, and I will get through it in the run. And I just feel like honestly, there long. was so much of it that could yeah. have been taken out, and really? the story stands. Okay. That's my only Fair criticism. Enough. Is Fair call. the story. Well, is elongated in just, parts for no apparent talk, let's reason. Let's talk about that. It's two hours, 14 minutes, right? Could the, have been an hour and a half. The version that you saw. Yep. And there is a three-hour, the three three five-minute oh. version, which I just bought on Blu-ray, by That'd the way. Be I've like, just got it. Does the U.S. Army use that at no. Guantanamo Bay? <laughs> the three-hour version was the made-for-TV. So they, they put oh. the two-hour 14. Because you've got to remember, this is back in the 70s, right? So yeah. Paramount Pictures this is from. Their ideas back then was you need to have a shorter movie to have more sessions in the cinema. Right, yeah. Right? So that, that was the thinking oh, behind that. of course. So they yes. thought, right, two hours, 14, let's just squeeze it to that, and then we'll have five sessions a day instead of three. Right. So when That's it came, I never thought of yeah, that. So when it came to, to TV release, they said, right, we've got – because back then there's no Netflix and streaming. There's, no. When it comes to TV, it's a big deal, right? Plus, yeah. you can promote it as being, you know, a, a, a TV you know, exclusive. Big, yeah, TV big exclusive. premiere, right. As you've never seen it before. Well, they went even further than that. It was a two-part movie event when it was released. Like over two nights? Over two nights. So it was three hours and five minutes in total, <sighs> Which and we'll talk later. There's some extended scenes, added scenes that weren't seen. I've seen the extended version on TV. There's so much more to it. That, uh, that there's not in the main version. But that's the reason why that exists, because they had it up their sleeve. They probably sold it to a network before it even was cinema released. So, all right, we've got this up our sleeve if you want to buy it. And they, they did. Yeah, so okay. okay. What's your tweet going to be for this one, mate? Uh, my tweet is, is probably along the lines of, uh, there's many a King Kong to see, but I, I, I agree with Stephen Fennick. This is probably the one to watch, given it's... Stood the test of time. Yeah, and, I, and you know I'm yeah. very critical about that in yeah. terms of movies. Uh, and yeah. I look, there's clearly some stuff in this that the green screen stuff has aged pretty, a little, pretty, bit. aged pretty badly. Yeah. But there's there's a lot here that is immaculately done given the yeah. age. And I think too thematically, like you're talking to. So the backdrop of the story is an oil company looking for to uh, like an oil deposit, right? So yeah. in the sort of it reflected the time. So don't forget mid 70s energy crisis. Yep. 
and kind of in we're kind of in the grips yes. of that ourselves now. Whereas the other King Kongs were all about them going to film a movie. So 1933 oh, was really? their, their filming. Faye Ray was the star. Naomi Watts was the star in 2005. So 2005 reflected the 1933, okay. where it was set in that era. It's all about a film. They're shooting a film, and there's actors and all the, so the whole so thing. So the 2005 one was the one set is set in 19 is set in olden times. It's not oh, set in modern times. Right. Yeah. So okay. Jack Black plays the big visionary director, and uh, Naomi Watts plays the woman who's given a chance to star in the film. Okay. This is completely the a different direction where. The Petrox Explorer. It's an oil. An, but, it's an oil. But expedition. in terms of the flow of the movie, is the general story the same? It's you know going to an island. Yes, and coming br- back from Kong an island. Back yeah, to so them, yes. it's just how you get to the yeah. island, how you find the damsel in distress, and those things yeah. are different in in yes. the three movies. So Interesting. The, the te- sort of the 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 main story points are the same. Yeah. It's just the era and the the backdrop is slightly changed. That's fascinating. Yeah. Okay, let's check out the casting call. And Jeff Bridges plays Jack Prescott, who's probably unrecognisable with his long hair and a he beard. He's young. He looked like a hippie, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's very young. He's, you know, in the, in the mid-70s. He was also, though, in Heaven's Gate. He was in Tron. Have you seen Tron? No. Great movie. Why do you ask that question? He was in the, <laughs> he was in the Fisher King, which is a favourite of mine. Right. That co-starred uh, Robin Williams. Great movie. Uh, he was also in Blown Away. You know he's a seven-time Oscar nominee? Wow. Seven times. One best actor for Crazy Heart in 2010. Crazy Heart. Okay. Yeah. Jessica Lang plays Dwan. Not Dawn. Dwan. She t- switched the letters to make it more memorable, as, as she says in the movie. This was her film debut. She went on to star in Postman Always Rings Twice. Tootsie, with, with, for which she won an Oscar, a Best uh, Supporting Actress Oscar. Wow. She was also in Cape Fear. She herself is a six-time nominee. So she won for Tootsie, Best Supporting Actress. And Best Actress in 1994 for Blue Sky. Oh, wow. So she's a two-time Oscar winner. Now, in another woman who was auditioned for the role of Dwan was one Meryl Streep. Wow. Now, she told a really interesting story on David Letterman about her audition for this movie. She turned up to the audition uh, and Dino De Laurentiis, Italian dude, turned to his son and described Streep in Italian as being too ugly for King Kong. Oh. To which she replied, she understood Italian perfectly. <laughs> she said, I'm very sorry to disappoint you in perfect Italian. Wow. <laughs> she understood exactly. And Dean Laurentiis was like, oh, his jaws on the floor. Thinking, oh, oh, my God. Wow. So how's that for How do you recover out? from that? Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one. Uh, Charles Grodin is also in this. Uh, Fred, he plays Fred Wilson. He was in Catch-22, Heaven Can Wait. Uh, he was in Midnight Run, great movie with Robert De Niro. He passed away in, uh, in last year, in 2021, Charles Grodin. Anyway, this is, uh, we're going to get to the run-through, but before we do that, let's talk about our other great sponsor, and that is Hisense. I know a lot of people look for various things in a TV. Number one is size. Hisense offer various sizes, 75, 85, even 98 inch Oof. in the ULED yes. TV. And if you want to go even bigger, why not go a laser TV, 120 inches. That's a short throw projector. Sits on your entertainment unit like your TV would, but 120 inches. Thank you very much. Yes. Not only is that offering great picture quality, which you do get at those great sizes, 
who also offers great sound quality. I think sound is underplayed in uh, mm. in the TVs off the shelf here. Especially with for Hisense. movies. Yeah, with Hisense, you actually get Dolby Atmos is on board. So if you're watching a Dolby Atmos film, you'll hear sound coming from all around the room, including from above you. That's what the good thing about Dolby Atmos is. You also, the great, combines great with the picture quality as well. You're watching 4K with tremendous high dynamic range. So the picture quality and the sound quality combine to give you an amazing experience. But you're also after connectivity as well, of course, and their VDAU operating system has all the streaming services for you to watch all your favorite shows and TV shows and does suggest these in, the, in that operating system. So it's really easy to get to your content. Also, too, price-wise, I think Hisense, they do offer a lot of bang for your buck. So make sure you stand in front of a Hisense TV. Compare them to the other brands. You won't be disappointed. The other great thing, too, about Hisense TVs is they come with a three-year warranty. Not one, not two, three-year warranty. So they back their product. That's among the longest warranties you'll find on a TV. So if you are in the market for a TV, give Hisense a try. Stand in front of one in your local store or go to their website to check them out, hisense.com.au. Are you ready to set sail, Trev? Let's go. We start off in Surabaya, Indonesia, mm. and we see the Petrox Explorer. So this is a ship at the dock there. There is a all these sort of there's all the busy scene where they're all loading stuff onto onto the ship. Yeah. And there's a couple of guys there talking about pipe. How much pipe do we need? They're talking about oh, there's only eighteen hundred feet of pipe. Mm. And then they sing out to one of the guys upstairs saying, look, you know, but there was one there was one other thing we had one, we went twenty six thousand feet before we hit hit the oil. And the guy replies, if we don't hit anything within two thousand feet, this one's a write off boys. So Immediately, you know that there is there off. There's some obviously oil yes, exploration. Um, next thing we see, a taxi's pulled up at the gate, and a guy who appears to be a drunk. He's sort of got his yeah, he's got he a, looks he's like got a hobo. A, yeah, he's got a Petrox shirt on, a hat, long hair, beard. The guy at the gate, I <laughs> just love. He gets out of the car, and what does he do? Drops a massive wad of cash at his feet, and the guy goes, "Okay, in you go. <laughs> see you later." So he goes in, and we next then we hear from the captain saying, "Look, the barometer's falling." Uh, I recommend we stay another day, another night or two, maybe just to be on the safe side. And uh, the person who responds, who we don't know who that is at that point, uh, he turns out to be Fred Wilson from um, from Petrox. Yeah. He says, "No, nah, the longer we delay, the easier, the, the more time it gives Shell or Exxon to get there. We're going to go as normal, so let's get let's out go." Of so Jack, the, in the meantime, we we discover the, the, our, our old hobo who is Jack Prescott. He's about to jump on the ship, so he's going to. And this stow is the away. point where you realise he's, you know, he's yeah. not meant to be he's there. The cash sneaking, was a good giveaway, but yeah, you know, sneaking aboard. He, 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 yeah. he goes across a bit of rope too, doesn't he? Like he's, he, he does. Struggles yeah, he, to get he, on there. He throws his bag on, then he sort of repels across. Solid the rope. bit of uh, yeah, yeah, bit pretty, of work, pretty from, fit yeah. from Bridges. If Absolutely, that was him, Absolutely, yeah. it was him, and he uh, he jumps on board, and then it anchors away. The ship sails away, and I really like. I got to say, the music in this, I really like the intro music and. The just the whole the whole soundtrack is really nice. The the music in this, yep. uh, as many times as I've seen it, you you'd appreciate it the more you watch it. Roy and Fred are on there. They they mention each other by name, and they sort of give a little toast before they cast off. Roy, Fred. Well, here's to the big one. Love, Solid the, love music, the music. It's yeah. awesome music. 
Next thing, they're at sea, and the, the she ain't cap, the, smooth sailing. The captain was right. The barometer's falling, so there's a massive storm. Yeah, uh, we see there's a shot of I think the, the, the camera sort of panning towards the side of the ship, and you see Prescott lifting his head out of one of the life rafts. Yep. It's pouring rain. Yeah, and uh, then we see the best bit the, though yeah. is when they come into the captain's quarters and they're on this table, and, and yeah, this, this ship is moving so much. Oh, it is. But before that, the camera peeks into the comms room, right. and there's a mayday call. Okay. The guy's trying to tune in, and he hears it's a pretty calm bloke saying, "Mayday, mayday!" <laughs> <laughs> but he's trying to tune in. You see, look, he's you know, something's doing there, right? Next thing you see is the captain's quarters yeah. and the plates are moving. I wonder how they did that. They must have had the they must have had the stage on a gimbal or something. I assume so. Yeah. Or the table moving around, and the captain's there eating his dinner like like there's nothing going it's, on. It's literally second nature to the captain. No <laughs> yeah, dramas at no all. No problem. While while old mate's sitting there and this this stuff is just coming at him. <laughs> Do you like it how when he's sitting at the table, he's not eating, he's just trying to keep the food off him with the plates moving yeah. around. And he walks outside. Uh, the guy goes, I guess, it just reminds me of Amsterdam. I'm eating a, a red herring and followed by a thing. And, and Fred gets up, walks outside. He's obviously going to have a spew. Yeah. Comes back in. He's soaking wet because he's out in the rain. <laughs> and um, we do, we do, uh, we do. They have a bit of a conversation. He goes, no, no, it's okay. He goes, look, if if you want to backtrack, we could do it. He goes, no, no, let's go. I'm okay. Don't worry about me. I'll uh, I'll head out there. The captain gets a call to say that they picked up a mayday call. This is while Fred was outside getting yeah. having his spew, and he goes, no, no, let's keep on course. But the captain pays him a bit of a compliment. You know, I gotta admit, for a New York desk guy, you got a lot of guts. Guts, hell. I sold this one to the board. If that island doesn't produce huge, I'll be wiping windshields. So we know there's a lot at stake yeah, here. This so is the point where you... This is kind of a very nice learning point. Uh, what do we call it? Character exposition. Yeah, yeah exposition. Where you realise yep. Fred is... He's the guy that's, that's convinced this company that this is where yeah. the energy crisis is solved. Yep. This is where they're going to struck black gold. So you can just imagine what he would have said to the board. It's like him saying, right, this is a project we need to be funded. We would need to do this. We, so it's a lot of money at stake yes. here. So he, as he said, he goes, if this isn't right, I'm wiping windshields. Yeah. Uh, next thing we see, though, and this I've got to say, one of my favourite scenes of the whole movie. There's a lot of uh, little, of, uh, little like discovery, and you hear hear a lot of the the science behind why they're going there. Um, but it all starts off with Fred, of course, expressing themselves, expressing how important this is. I believe we're headed for the biggest oil strike ever, right here in the magic circle. So he's saying, look, big, biggest oil strike ever. And then he, st- then he starts talking about uh, how the area was photographed. Uh, he, he tries to describe where they're going. This was taken in 1943. We dug it out of Navy files. This wake was left by the ship that took the photograph. As the charts say, no sign of land. It's the fog bank you wouldn't look at twice. Let's look at another picture. This is taken from precisely the same camera angle. Same area of ocean, same fog bank. This picture was taken two weeks ago, 35 years later. A bank of fog that doesn't change a wisp in 35 years. Fantastic. So we... We, we find out, though, that the, a spy satellite went off course and photographed it by mistake, yeah. this area. And this, they, we discover, I like how when, the, when Roy starts talking about all the CO2 and everything, and they go, what, there's land behind there? He goes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he, they, he sort of just, <laughs> just incidentally says, just oh, there's shoot, yeah. an island back there. Um, 
and they're talking about you know the spectrograph and the the cot being above normal uh they, they, he's sort of going through his scientific explanations my guess is vapors seeping up from petroleum deposits yes hell that island is the tip of a huge underground tank just waiting for us to twist the cap off i'm betting everything i've got on it i'll take 50 cents of that so Jack That's is old ch- mate at the back. He's at the back of the room. He's, he's got. He's not just. He's not just on the boat now. He's he's in the room where they're having a meeting. Yeah. And he's just cocky as hell, just standing back there. Yeah. And it, you initially go, how do they not notice? But then you realise it's just it's a fresh crew. Like yeah. no no one knows each no other knows really. Anyone, they're yeah. about to get to right. know each other. Yeah. Yeah. So he uh, he's obviously been listening in, and he's got his own theories. Like they mentioned, there's a a lot of CO two. So he sort of gives his introduction about what that might be, and some of the things he's heard about yep. in this area. There are all kinds of things that might account for the excess CO2. For example, one would be animal respiration. Turn the lights on. Why? Where do you come from? Animal breathing. Animal? Are you crazy? And I'm not so sure that human feet have never walked the island before. You see, in 1605, Pearl Fernandez de Quiroz was blown south from Temetang. He wrote in his log of piercing the white veil. That's obviously the cloud bank. And landing on the beach of the skull, where he heard the roar of the greatest beast. The rest of that log entry, unfortunately, was suppressed by the Holy Office in Rome. Who are you? In, uh, in 1749, a waterlogged lifeboat was found in the same area. It was empty, but drawn in blood on the thwart was a likeness of some huge, slouchy, humanoid thing and this strange warning from thy wedding with the creature who touches heaven lady god preserve thee solid in- a lot of intrigue there i really enjoy that this whole and then and in the whole time they're saying who are you where are you from and, and he says he goes look i'm not interested in your oil i'm from princeton princeton and I look for it. He goes, "You lying hippie! You're from another oil company." Yeah. So they're kind and that, of in, that, yeah. And that's that's the that's Fred's whole mantra here is this is competitive. Competitive, absolutely. We've got to get there first. Yeah. And anyone who's not meant to be part of this mission should surely be suspected yeah. as being from Shell or Exxon. Yeah. Well, and that's and the point. They end. They sort of that. They end up interrogating him a little bit. And they, he as keeps, you'd expect. He keeps probing himself. Like, who are you? Where, where are you from? I'm interested in your island. It's got nothing to do with oil. I'm a paleontologist. Well, so you're not even a good liar. There's no way that you could have found out in Surabaya where we were headed. You bought charts. Come on, Jack. Don't make me get rough. Who'd you pay off in Washington? Crooked son of a bitch. They hadn't sold charts for this area in years. When a friend of mine tipped me, I figured I'd take my chances. Now, that is the truth. You know, he's right. I did pick up some charts in Surabaya. So what? He guessed that. Take his lousy spy below till he's hungry enough to stop spouting ape shit. Leave the sandwich here. Get him out. Let's go. Fred's Fred's not happy. Taking some convincing. Yeah. But what I like here is when they take him, they're going to take him down to the brig or wherever they're going to take him, right? And they're walking along the road and he goes, oh, there's something out there. And he goes, nah, come on, what are you talking about? And he, he sort of rushes out of their out of their arms and, and says to the guy with the binoculars, look out there, 2 o'clock. And they they're ended, ended up seeing, oh, my God, there's a raft out there. Mm-hmm. And so the next shot is a really good one. You see sort of just the plain ocean, then this raft sort of comes into picture. And you find there's a woman alive there in a black cocktail dress. Yes. Thinking, where the hell is she coming Like from? legit the yeah. most out-of-place thing yeah. I've ever seen in a movie, broadly. Yeah. Because it's like, how is this... 
It yeah. makes no sense because it's in the middle of the ocean. Absolutely, right? yeah. And then they, Irish, they, they they end up sort of hooking the the raft and they they pick her up. Yep. And one of the the I think the one of the captains pick picks up. Uh, picks her up and checks her pulse, and then she says she's alive, and the whole crew cheers. <laughs> yeah, is, is this the bit where they've got it? They, they then get it down, and they're like, you know, I've, I've done first aid training, and they're they're talking <laughs> yeah. about having to. They, they're going to have to undress. Need to undress because, you know, she's wearing a cocktail dress; it's not going to work. And it's like, <laughs> come on, boys! It was a pretty solid <laughs> effort. Oh, good. Good luck to you for trying. Did you recognise that guy? No, the guy who was trying to do the medical examination was one of the one of the people in the beginning of. Superman, who got uh, bar- sent to the Phantom Zone. Oh wow! He's, okay. yeah, he has a bigger part in Superman Two. Okay. That was uh, his name was was Zod. No, not Zod. It was Non in that one. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was him. But yeah, good good luck to him for trying. He goes, yeah. okay, I'd like you all to leave just to leave the room yeah. now, and he's going to undress her. Anyway, they get the uh, they've they've done all the checks on on Jack Prescott. They find. By the way, they're doing these checks on a bloke. I mean, technology wise, yeah. they've got some serious links because they got the money. Yeah. They got links to do well, background they, checks. They faxed, they from, faxed in, yeah. yeah. yeah it was Navy just records. Commu- telecommunications at well, sea. He did, he did intimate before in the briefing. He goes, look, the spy satellite pictures, I happen to, they fall in the right hands. I happen to make yeah, a donation yeah, yeah. to the right politician. I think he lives yeah. on Washington, Pennsylvania Avenue. So he's talking about the, the yeah. current president. So, yeah, he, they've got a bit of pull there. But he does, they find out, look, you know, his uh, Navy records, got his prints, he's, he's kosher. So Fred calls to Jack. He says, right, the girl is about to come to. He had apparently a year of medical training. So yeah. can you come up? You know, I, uh, I want you to be able to help us out when, when she comes about. And, he, and then he says, look, we need to also work out a way for you to work off your room and board. Jack, there's nothing I haven't checked on you. I know the day and hour you completed your toilet training. <laughs> what we got to figure now is a way for you to work off your room and board. Pretty good with that camera of yours, right? I've snapped a few monkeys, Fred. Congratulations. You're now this expedition's official photographer. Boom. Yep. He's in. He's a photographer. So we're in the room now with uh, with this girl. She, uh, he, he gets there, the, yeah. he breaks. Have you ever done that? No. Footy, they, they said get the smelling salts. What does it smell like? Yeah, just just really bad enough to wake you up. Like so it's just a pungent. Just really sharp, pungent smell. Okay. Yeah. Um, she wakes up. And she's asking for Harry. Where's Harry and everyone? Yeah. And she says, oh, I remember swimming to a star. Must be, they explain that the, it must have been a life raft blew overboard and automatic flare and she was sort of swimming towards that. So she was lucky that she, what she did what she did. Yeah. They said, look, you know, there was some charred, charred hull found. Um, she explained that Harry had discovered her and was going to put her in a movie in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So here's the actress character still in it. In a totally yeah, different it's just completely way, yeah, right. Because the actress part is in the other King Kong movies. Yes. So they introduced the actress role in a totally different way. I don't know why they yeah. needed this again. That, yeah. So it well, could she it comes into the movie. I know, but her yeah. her being an actress plays no role in this. Well, movie. Well, it kind of does, yeah, because she wants to be a star, and that's sort of what happens yeah. later. Like they they she thinks that she's on her way, but uh, she asks who spotted me and says, "Oh, this uh, it was this young man here named Jack." And she explains her name, Dwan. She changed his W and the A to make it more memorable. She asked, are we heading back to Singapore? Uh, no, not not directly. And she said, uh, well, she was saying, look, I uh, I didn't want to watch a film. I went on deck. And um, she said, do you, do you know that I owe my life to a movie? What a meaningful miracle. Do you realise that I owe my life to a movie? Is that so? 
I swear to God, you see, Harry was showing this film that I refused to watch. And that's why I was up on deck by myself when the yacht exploded. <sighs> Did you ever meet anyone before whose life was saved by Deep Throat? <laughs> <laughs> now, just on this, right? When yeah. she explains how she was on the yacht, she mentions Harry was going to take her to sink to Hong Kong to put in a movie. She also, we mentioned that they were on a yacht. Everyone was below deck watching Deep Throat. It's mentioned more than once, right, that Harry's involved. The The theory is that the star of the movie was actually a person named Harry Reams. He was the star of Deep Throat, I'm told. And that that was the movie. she He wanted her to be in a porn film. That was the movie oh, right. that he was promising her to be in. Ah, oh, there you go. So good thing that uh, she got she probably she dodged the bullet there. Blown overboard, yeah. <laughs> blown overboard. Okay, <laughs> that might have the, been the name of the movie. Yes. <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, uh, the crew uh, is getting very friendly with her, offering her her the, you know, clothes, shirts, and stuff that she can wear. Well, this is she's only got a cocktail dress. Don't but forget. No, this scene's actually really important because yeah. a little in a, in a in a scene or two away, my wife's like. How sh- where'd she find those clothes? And I said, you missed a bit. There were all the all the crew members were just going, here's a shirt, yeah. here's a pair of shorts and everything. And so it's it's seemingly generous that they're, you know, they're giving her stuff and everything, but it's yeah. also then a, a way of explaining pretty much every other part of wardrobe in the movie. Yeah. Because, you know, she's she's with them for days, weeks, whatever, yeah. and she's able to fashion a bunch of oh, clothes she, I out she of she cuts off things and yeah, tightens. You know, so it kind yeah. of it's yeah, it is actually useful in that it explains how the rest yeah. of her wardrobe comes about. I do like this little montage, and the end of it is uh, it look, reminds me of a shampoo commercial. The end of it, where she's sort of just looking off to a camera, you know, beautifully done hair, and sort of in the sunshine, and I'm thinking, "Wow, this is a shampoo ad." Anyway, they've arrived now at the fog bank, yeah. and uh, Jack is shooting with film. Did you notice the nice Nikon he was using? Yeah. See the old Nikon with the, the motor drive, or what? with the noted motor. I don't know. They probably maybe offered to put in it, but. So you like the, I love the sound it makes. Yeah. It's one thing you don't get with digital is that, you know, did you, no. did you, you know, that, that yeah. noise with the motor drive. Very nice. They drop anchor. They, you can see the fog bank is just there. And the, did you like this bit where the radar, they're on the bridge and they see the radar crossing and sort of outlines the shape of the eye. So, okay, yeah. it's like, that's your sort of east-west profile, whatever it is. And then there's this little blip on the radar. In the, in the middle that? of it, yeah. yeah. It's a little blip. It never gets actually, that I recall, it doesn't actually get re-explained. No. You see it a few times and you yeah. realise that's it. Like that's, that's, that's something. That's something. It's something, that's right. So anyway, they end up, uh, they're going to head ashore. And she, the, at first, Fred says, look, you can't come ashore, you know. And then he, she says, look, come on, I'm a Petrox card holder. I'm a bit behind on my payments, but come on, I haven't been on land and blah, blah, blah. And then, anyway, he finally relents. And she admits to Jack, she says, well, this just fits in with my horoscope. You know, I had my horoscope done before I flew out to Hong Kong. Watch your step. And it said that I was... Okay, here you go. And it said that I was going to cross over water and meet the biggest person in my life. (laughs) She initially thinks that that's Fred. Yeah. But uh, there are other plans. There's there's a whole other thing. Here's a really cool scene. I love how they're going through the, the fog. And, you know, they said we're, they're approaching the beach, you know, shallowing rapidly. And they said, oh, look, the cloud is a curtain around the island. And I love the shot from behind them where you see there's all, there's all fog. And then it suddenly opens up and you see this amazing view ahead of them. Yeah. That was filmed in Hawaii, that part too. Okay. The incredible view of the mountain and the beach and all that. Landing beach dead ahead. Yeah. And off they go. 
And Jack's got his camera out photographing Dwan. And yeah, you'd like how Fred goes, hey, uh, Jack, I'm coming ashore. And then he, he acts out yeah. that he's coming ashore. Yeah, he, he wants to be photographed. <laughs> because, again, in his mind, this is all about yeah. being the star of an expedition oh, that is going to change of, the world. A fair bit of ego involved as well. Yes. And they're talking about, look, they've got to set seismic charges. and But Dwan, she, she runs off. She sees a waterfall. And Jack sort of chases after her. And, and says, look, he, he kind of he, he's angry at her. So, so, look, no more solos. You know, stick with me. Otherwise, you're going to get hurt, you know. Yeah. Like, you, you've, you've survived this. You're on a random island stay, in the middle of nowhere. Stay close. Let's just stay all... close, right. So they decide to trek And, by the up. way, at this point, I, you don't get the sense that Jack's doing his best. No. Like, at all. Like, no. he, like, you don't get the sense that he's only saying that to her so that he can, he can yeah. fall in he's, love with her. Well, keep an eye out for him. He's just actually protecting yeah, her. absolutely. So they decide to trek upstream. Really beautifully filmed. Did you like the area where they filmed? Solid really trek. Nice. Really good, yeah. It's big like, walk. I don't know how many days they think they're going to be on this island here <laughs> without bringing any of the yeah. gear ashore. But Maybe, anyway, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's another story. Um, anyway, they walk up this, this up the stream, and so I like how the camera sort of pulls back, and Beautiful. you see this massive yeah, it's area. One of the best in. shots in the whole yeah, movie. That's yeah, that's really nice. But then they come along and see this wall. That looks as old as the pyramids of Egypt. Could be. The only difference is the pyramids weren't repaired six months ago. You'll notice there's earth chicking those timbers. They'll have to be replaced after each monsoon season. Wait a minute, you trying to tell me there's people on this island? Yes, I am. Once more, I'll characterize them. Scared people. Scared of what? I don't know exactly, but whatever it is, apparently they, they thought they needed a wall this size to keep it out. Jack! Jack, let me straighten you out on a couple of points. One, this wall is an ancient ruin. Two, the island is uninhabited. <laughs> now, three, there's an uninhabited German beer hall in there with a mechanical band. <laughs> 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 I like how he goes, this is uninhabited. As soon as you said that music starts yeah. playing. Perfect yeah, yeah. Anyway, they, they managed to get in. I'm wondering how they got in. Yeah, I reckon there might be like a little gap or something. I mean, where Kong I mean, it's a fit. big wall. We find out later Kong's pretty yeah. pretty big thing, yeah. so maybe it's a gap. Little but niche in there. Yeah, it is right. a small problem for the tribe if there's a yeah. if there's a you know wall, hole in the fortress. So uh, they end up going in and they see there's sort of a ritual going on. Yeah. You notice this? There were sort of people it, dancing around. I, I assumed it was because then you see a woman that's kind of being presented. It was, it was like, like a, a marriage. Yeah, yeah, it was a wedding. The I wedding going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. She, this woman was being carried up on a platform and, and they noticed. Did you notice they were, Roy was pointing to Fred, there's pools of oil bubbling yeah. down the bottom there. Yeah. So they're thinking, hello. Well, they're well, like, hang on a minute, this yeah. is it. We're, we're in a good spot. So uh, Dwan is also speculating, oh, maybe it's a wedding. And then they notice the dude dressed up in an ape mask. And he goes, oh, that must be the groom's stand-in. Uh, and they, the the guy in the ape mask, did you notice when he, he suddenly notices them, the music stops and, and he, they, points, they, he points them up and they walk up the hill towards him? Yeah. And then I think Jack says, listen, just be sure, don't hurt him. Fire, if you've got a fire, fire in the yeah, air. Yeah. So you, you, work, you work out that in his own language, he's actually, he's actually trying to make a deal. No, 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 wait, look. Drop us. He wants to make a deal. Six of them for Dwan. Come on. Jack, can you tell him that I like him too, but not that way? <laughs> no. In the air, no! So they've they're gone running, so they're thinking, right. Yeah. 
that's uh, cat amongst pigeons. Out of there we are. So next scene, they're back on the ship. So they're now. Uh, Dwan is sort of reading and smoking and doing her best. Um, she's also on the bridge, full moon yep. out. She notices the radar blip as well. Yep, the thing we saw earlier. You also hear, you see the natives rowing out to the ship. Yeah. Bit. Now, meanwhile, inside, they're trying to work out what the hell they're going to do to get rid of the natives. It's no longer the 19th century. You can't just walk in and grab their island. Thanks, Jack. I'll check that with the UN. In the meantime, phase one. We scare them into the boondocks with a 4th of July number. Phase two. Your men ready to set the charges for the seismograph? Yeah, they're ready. Kong! 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 You heard him chant that. He exists. You saw the wall. Right? Now, who the hell do you think they're planning to give that girl to? It's some nutty religion. A priest gets dressed up like an ape and gets laid. <laughs> That's good. Cool. humor, Jack, here. Take plenty of TNT when you go inland. Any sign of a monkey bigger than four feet, send a bang bang. You wouldn't. Bet me. Uh, even an environmental rapist like you, even you wouldn't be asshole enough to wipe out a unique new species of animal. Fred, the kids would burn every Petrox gas station from Maine to California. <laughs> That's good. That's a good way it, to get to him. Put it in perspective. Yeah. So Jack's not happy with how that meeting's going. No, he decides he's going to steal a boat. Uh, I think Dwan catches him. He says, look, I'm swiping supplies. I want to go on a camera hunt in the interior. Yep. And um, yeah, they were saying, look, you know what? There's nothing to do. And this was the scene where he goes, well, you know, you jog around the deck. It's a mile. And look, use your... She was saying, use your imagination. Like she, she's basically saying, yeah, she's saying I'm, mate, I'm good to go. Let's like, go. <laughs> so um, he says, oh, I suppose the camera hunt can wait. And at that says, point, he uh, goes, you know what? We have been at sea for a while. Yeah. And he says, look, if, uh, if I come back here and you're here, I'll be disappointed that you're not in my cabin. And so off she goes. Well, about, uh, he leaves. But then the natives come by yeah. and they grab her off the dock. Gonski. Now, I think they're very, very lucky that she just happened to be on that little dock. Yeah. I mean, let's be clear. You know, they've, like, they've paddled out yeah. to quite a far distance. I don't know. The, were they waiting for her to come out? Or? And, and they've yeah. just come across her on the side of the boat yes. without having to board, find her, or anything like that. So, but then, so Jack comes back and thinking, ooh. And he finds a little yeah, trinket he does, or something, he, doesn't he? does, he? yeah. But cut back to Fred and talking about, you know how they saw that pool of oil? Yes. Pools of oil? So, look, he can't be sure, but... He says, look, I don't care. Send, send, the, send them the message. Here you are, son. Get it out right away. Right, Mr. Wilson. All right. Uh, listen, I, I said that pool might be oil. We can't be sure until I get a sample and test Roy, it. Roy, think positive. Guys who think negative don't get very high up the Petrox Tower. Has to be the biggest ever. No problems at all. Well, you're the boss. <laughs> so he sort of put it, put it on the line. He's getting there, a little he? ahead of himself yeah. here. Now, the, this is when Jack sees the necklace, the native necklace yep. on the on the dock and works out, oh, my God, she's been taken. Yep. Uh, so cut to close-up of Dwan dressed up for the ceremony. She's now in the bridal yeah. position. She's obviously been drugged. They've been giving her some drinks that sort of drugged her. She's yep. sort of a bit out of it. Um and they're chanting that she's carried over to the altar and they're chanting Kong, Kong. And here's a really good bit here, right? We haven't seen Kong yet. It's no. 53 minutes into the movie here. Yeah. Have not seen him yet. That's a good point. And I love the close-up. You see 
you hear the footfalls and the, the tree shaking and the camera's right close in his eyes. You don't yeah. see only his eyes. But the eyes. tree shaking. So what I love about this bit is, again, it's that minimal use of Kong because yeah. what you need to do is just pre present. We need to present scale yeah. and fear. So the fear is easy, but the scale is yep. trees. The whole tree shaking and stuff makes you realize how yeah. big this thing is. And when, like, she's up on the altar, like, tied up, and then we see Kong for the very first time. And as I said, 53 minutes into the movie we are here, right? Now, Rick Baker created and wore four different ape suits for this, right? right? So there was an undersuit that he had, like, silicon-filled muscle, so it real realistically depicted like an ape's musculature behind right, the first. Yes. So okay. it actually looked quite ape-like, Yes, I it did. Oh, it mate. didn't look like a man in an ape suit. I, I right? think the, the full ape is quite a remarkable thing to, to behold. Yeah. Now, the, the we'll get to the animatronic hands, you know, the yeah, big hands. Many grabs, though, yeah. But there were several masks that were created by Carlo Ramboldi, so to give Kong different, like sometimes where he's angry, sometimes where he's sort of, sort of like half smiling. So he's got all these different expressions that they use with the different yeah. masks. Now, initially, that same Carlo Ramboldi, they wanted him to design a life-size mechanical gorilla for filming, right? So it was they, they spent like half a million dollars, back then a lot of money, to construct this 40-foot-tall um, ape that weighed over six tonnes. And at the end, it just proved too hard to use, too hard to control. Like, where is and that it was, now? it was barely used. So they, they used it a little bit towards the end, but... The main thing they used was Rick Baker in the suit yeah. and the mechanical arms, where, where which I'll talk about a bit later, where they're the giant hydraulic yep, yep, arms yep, that lifted yep. up Jessica Lane. So uh, anyway, back to the story. He's taken her. He sort of seems fascinated by her. She looks yep. different to a normal and, and again, native. And you have to realise that this... This this is the moment where you realise okay they're not feeding her feeding this thing no. like it's you don't know what's going to happen yeah like is this a, a a food sacrifice or whatever so it's immediately not it's to appease him you yes know, to, yeah to, you know the, it's like a little plaything it's like a gift yeah a gift yes good call anyway Petrox's crew has arrived they fire the flares and guns and they get him out of there they open the gate and they go well he looks like he's taken it they see all the trees that have fallen down but then good old Fred falls into a bit of a hole. Ah! You all right? Just fell in a goddamn hole. That's not a hole. No, you didn't. You mean I didn't? Look at me. You're not in a hole. That's a footprint. <laughs> so that's Pretty a, solid line. It's hello. a good line. Yeah. yeah. Yes. What well, didn't look at me? He's in a footprint. Uh, and he goes, look, they, they said they, they they're on the trail, and they said, look, there's no sign of it, but you know that's better than finding remains and and stuff. So yeah. that's at least a good but sign. But I do like this bit where they use the footprint to do a, a calculation. Yes. Of so scale. They work out because well, if if that size, if that's the size, then how big would he actually be? That footprint I fell into measured out at six feet four inches. If that were for real, how high would that make him? Well. Uh... Multiply by about eight, I guess. He'd make a hell of a commercial, wouldn't he? You know, the battles we at Petrox fight to fill your gas tank, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so that sort of plants the seed for Fred, yeah, I think, after that. that's right. We next see Kong's waking up the next morning. The, 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 the men have decided to sit pitch camp and set charges in the morning. Hmm. Dwan is in this little cave. She uh, appears to have slept off the drugs. She tries to crawl away, but the hand, the big hand comes in and stops her, and he starts, uh, he yep. picks her up. Yep. And she is, though, terrified of heights. I can't stand heights! Honestly, I can't stand 
Yes, I can't. When I was 10 years old, it took me up in the Empire State Building and I got sick in the elevator. Do you find it interesting how she mentions the Empire State. going up in the Empire State Building and yeah. she, she got sick in the elevator? Yeah. That was the building they used in the other Kong movies, yeah. but not this one. Now, the for the shots of Kong holding Jessica Lange, yes. which I thought looked amazing, I really so realistic, yep. they built giant hydraulic arms. The hands alone were six feet across. Wow. And and quite manipulative, like, like re- really, uh, they, they were quite dexterous. What too. I was, was most impressed with was the material... Because you think uh, uh, an animal like that, like a paw, yes, yep. um, would normally have the kind of leathery yes. feel, and and it, the it, fur as well. Yeah. yeah, you've got this combination of the of the fur on the outside, but yep. then that kind of fingery, fingerprinty, leathery material. Yeah. It was, I thought it, looked, it was really it looked, well done. It looked real. Now each of the arms weighed seven hundred and fifty kilos. Sheesh. So they're pretty big, and the fur was actually Argentinian horse tails. <laughs> That they got the hair and specifically put it so that that's a lot of realistic. horse tails. A lot of horse tails. Where are the hands now? I don't know. Wouldn't don't that know. be fascinating? It'd be incredible to see where they were. Yeah. And and because you, you you know have you have you been to Universal Studios? Yeah. King Kong's part of the part of the deal there mm. right now. But it was since they did the 2005 yeah version of it, which was a Universal movie, that that's become a part of Universal. You think they might have had something for like that, eh? With, yeah. uh, with the big hands, but that's from Paramount. Paramount owned this one. Right. Um, anyway, she gets put down and she she starts blowing up. She says, uh, she, I like how she calls him a chauvinistic pig ape. Well, you goddamn chauvinist pig ape! What are you waiting for? You want to eat me? Then go ahead! Do it! Choke on me. Choke on me. Wow. <laughs> but uh, he, she, remember how she tries to run away? Yeah. She falls in the mud. Yep. And he, then he pounds the ground next to her. That was the, that was kind of a, a composition of real her acting in real life and a miniature. They've combined the two. Did you reckon that oh, looked, right. no, that looked no, pretty thought, good? No, honestly, I can't even remember the scenes that oh, I was most great. put out by. But they were yeah. really just these green screeny bits that didn't look good. The rest yeah. of it's fantastic. Meanwhile, the men are on her, on the trail. That's they, right. They fire up a flare. And they said, oh, look, you know, the, he's been seen 3.5 kilometres away from you and he's sort of moving in a random manner. Maybe yeah. he, maybe the, he might have lost her and she's looking for her. And then he, they said, look, you know, the girl might be running for her life, but the but Fred tells them, make sure you set the charges before you leave. Mm-hmm. He was reported moving in a random manner. Sure about that, huh? He wasn't moving in our direction? Affirmative, random, like in a circle. Okay. And maybe he's lost her. She got away and he's searching for her. Come on, let's get a move on. Carnahan. Wait a minute. Wait, Carnahan, have you set seismic charges at that spot? The men are doing it now, sir. Don't move until it's finished. That's an order. It's nuts. Listen, there is a girl out there who might be running for her life from some gigantic turned-on ape. Jack, I know how you feel. I feel the same. There's a national energy crisis which demands that we all rise above our private selfish interests. <laughs> He's all it's all about stock options. It's an energy, the oil. energy crisis, yeah. mate. But did you like this scene here? Remember how Dewan fell in the mud? Yeah, this he is, takes her to the waterfall. This is strange, but you know, <laughs> it, it 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 creates a really important persona for King Kong, yeah, well, right? It, it shows He's not, that, he's not that, a violent yeah. gorilla. He has care. Yeah, it does. 
uh, raise a lot of questions about where are the previous gifts that have been given by the tribe and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. There's so what many other there? questions, yeah. right? But yeah. you know, he puts her under waterfall and, yeah, and they've sort of got a little bond. Yeah. Blow drives her, which would be a horrible <laughs> breath. Could you imagine? <laughs> that's all I could. That's all I could think was. I mean, Woo! good on you, mate, for blow drying a hair. But wouldn't that stink? Wait, haven't you got any some juicy fruit or something? Something. <laughs> I never thought of that. I thought, well, be like a nice warm air blowing over you. But yeah, yeah maybe banana breath. I don't know. Yeah, yeah wouldn't go well. <laughs> that's really funny. Anyway, Roy has arrived on the beach. Remember, they got the samples from the oil pool. Yeah, and he's there to give him the results. Well, Fred. <clears throat> I finished testing the samples from that pool. It'll be real great oil. Got him, bitch! Fred Wilson is crazy, is he? Yeah. Wait till those candy asses in New York hear about this one. Wait till I put the screws to them. I'm grinding. Like I said, it will be real great oil as soon as Mother Nature finishes cooking it a little longer. A bit more aging. How much longer? Shit. Hardly a tick of the clock as geological time goes. Say, uh, 10,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> Till then, you'd get better mileage filling up your Cadillac with mule piss. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, he says, look, you shouldn't have raided New York that you're not bringing home the big one. Yeah. And he goes, well, who says I'm not? <laughs> I hate to kick a fellow when he's dead, but I did tell you. You shouldn't have radioed New York. You were bringing in the big one. The big one. Jesus. Who says I ain't gonna? Wilson to Explorer. Get me a clear channel to Sir I want to arrange an airdrop right away. Don't you reckon ear airdrop is ahead of its time? Yeah, he's... Don't you reckon airdrop? No, no, airdrop is in your iPhone. Yes. <laughs> airdrop, baby. But it just but shows... He thinks, it shows okay. he's a businessman, yeah, right? He's course, just like, right, yeah. i got to pivot. I'm screwed How there. How do I make this work? I've got to make this work exactly. now. So it's all about getting Kong now. Um, here's a really... This is a pretty good scene where the crew comes to the log. Remember, they're crossing the chasm. Yep. And uh, Jack, they goes, you go first. And he goes, okay, sure. Look, it's pretty solid. And then suddenly Kong turns up. They were all Boom. on the log, and Kong just goes, righto, starts shaking the log, and they're one by one, ah, they're falling Pretty off solid, the log. Uh, death toll at this but point. But then um, Bo, the, the, uh, one of the guys, jumps off the other end. Jack made it to the other side. So yes. He gets in this little cave. He's hidden there. And Bo jumps off the other side. The rest of them are dead. Yeah. He throws the log down. Do you like how Kong was Kong's, down there trying, to, trying, to, trying, to, get, you trying know, to get at him? He knows him there. Yeah, He's yeah. there. He gets angry. He says, righto, come on. Um, I would have. I I assume Kong was going to rip up the earth. Like I, I assume yeah. he could have just you know used his in hand the, to. In the extended to, version, he starts kicking it and tries to get it out. Like he's kicking uh, the edge of the cliff. Right, yeah, okay. there's a in the. If you want to watch the extended one, no man, yeah, I'm good. Sure. So, <laughs> so we see they're all they're all gone. Uh, he tells Wilson, he goes, "Tell Wilson I'm going on." So Jack calls out to Bo. Bo's going to head back as you remember now. Fred wants to capture Kong now, right? So yes. they're in the, the the they've gotten rid of all the natives. They're in the camp now. Bo's going to make his way back to the to the camp yep, to their yep, camp. Yep, yep. Um, and now Jack is on on the hunt on the uh, to try to find to try to find Dwan and, and Jack Kong. doesn't know at this point that he's actually kind of no. on the same page as Fred because Fred now well, doesn't want him killed, right? Yeah, that's right. Now, so the, we see the airdrop. So the the plane drops yep. off the stuff and they go collect it. Um, and he says, right. 
<laughs> he says, well, Kong is me and Exxon now. And I love I love this line from, um, remember, Roy, when he told him uh, about uh, the, the, uh, the oil not being right. You think I'm crazy? You said it, Fred, not me. If we had fine oil, we'd have had Gulf, Shell, Exxon crawling all over here. Not this one, pal. Kong is on me and Petrox. A Fred S. Wilson exclusive. Move your ass, shorty. Oh. <laughs> You really think that's going to ring the bell? Promise oil? Bring back a monkey? <laughs> it's a good line. Yeah. But then he tries to radio Carnahan. Remember, that was the one of the guys killed. Right, yeah. And no they reply. They realise no, no, re- no reply, yeah. Jack, then you see him following the big footprints, big footprints up the yeah. hill. Uh, then back in the native camp, they're digging the big hole with the bulldozer. Massive hole, yeah. So still no contact from Carnahan. Six of our guys are missing, and you're building monkey traps, one of them says. But then they see, remember the one of them on the wall, they see Bo they see coming Bo. back yep. and he goes, and he lets them know where are dead. the others? And he sort of does the slashing around his neck. In other yep. words, they're all dead, mate. Uh, next thing we see, did you like this bit here where you see the two tall rock formations yes. and the full moon to the right of it? Yes. Right? So keep that in mind for later in the movie. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's yeah. positioned though as like yeah. where Kong's going. or it's Yeah, Kong's. that's like his natural habitat. Yes, yeah, that's it's right. like his home. Yes. Kong's there with Dwan. Jack sees the two pillars. I mean, he yep. sees that formation. Kong, this is the bit where Kong sort of has a little bit of playtime. Gets a bit flirty. Yes, he's sort of touching her and sort of pull, pulls her top down. And, yeah, he's thinking, yeah, what, what's doing over here? Uh, but then he puts her down and then this massive snake arrives. And this is like, whoa, yeah, whoa, hey, whoa. Hey, what hey. is this, the land of the giants? Hey, hey, yeah, well, there's a big ape. There's a big snake too. I don't know um, that. I don't know those two things uh, well, make sense. But this anyway, is, this is the, on that island there. So Kong and uh, and the snake decide. Well, you know what? It's on here. Yeah. In the meantime, Jack grabs Dwan and uh, Kong actually sees this happening. But then he sort of goes, right, I'm going to kill this snake first. So he goes, kills the snake, yep. tears its jaws apart. Yeah. And then Dwan and Jack are hightailing it now to the camp. Yes. Right. So they're thinking, right, we're going to get out of here. Kong is in pursuit. And, and frankly, and you know what, timing is perfect here because how were they? I'm trying to think how were they going to lure Kong into that trap? Yes, without like so, it just happened to work you out. You say timing is perfect, her. but yeah. timing is a little off when you think about two humans uh, with a maybe a six foot stride at most. Yeah, uh, seemingly outrunning a well, giant. Well, they, maybe ape. they didn't know that Kong didn't see him where they were going. He sort of thought, well, well let's go back here. Anyway, Maybe you're defending the, the, the movie. timing. The timing was good for the for the trap anyway, That's right. because uh, you see uh, the the Kongs approaching. The traps are set. So what they had done, they dug a hole. Yep. They've got these massive barrels of chloroform. It's not, and it's, which is not. Uh, I mean, that, would knock you knock assumed, him out. But yeah, you don't really know what the hell's going on. You don't. Well, it's all he says. They mention the word chloroform. Oh, it does, does he? So they, they've got like a mechanism it. that's going to tip the barrels yep. Yep. to create this uh, this trap. So. Um, I like when he goes, when um, Fred says to Bo, remember Bo's the one who's seen Kong in action, he goes, are you sure this guy, he can break through this this wall? And Bo gives him a look to say, hey, mate, trust me. <laughs> also, why it. are they making him break through it when they could just lure him in? Um, I don't know. They just want to charge, the charge him. He wants to charge into the hole. If he yeah. walks slowly, he might think, oh, hang on, what's that? No, I don't think he will. Yeah. Like, just open the gate for the thing. Maybe. Yeah. It's a bit strange. Anyway, here, well, they half open the gate. To sort of make it a little bit easier for him. Jack arrives with Dwan. They open the gate. Here Kong approaching. Do you like this bit where Fred is in the top of the wall, right? Yeah. And the camera sort of Kong's POV, point of view. He sees Fred and goes at him. 
Fred, meanwhile, goes, all right, I'm out of here. And he climbs down the stairs. And above him, the camera shoots below. And the big hand comes above and grabs the thing. And all the wood's fallen on him. Yeah, yeah. That was a really good bit. Very well done. Yeah. So I think uh, that's an example of the effects the scale. lasting, yeah. uh, lasting the test of time. Absolutely. So uh, Kong's hammering the wall now. He's uh, trying to break through the gate. They say, right, blow the chloroform. And what happens? Kong breaks through falls into the trap mm-hmm. and he gets knocked out by the chloroform. Yep. Did you like this bit where there was just sort of the smoke on top of the hole and you see his hand sort of coming up and slowly going down again as if he's sort of falling yep. asleep? Oh, that was pretty cool. And then you see the natives were coming out to look at what, the, the, you know, this is kind of their god that's yeah. sort of now trapped in this hole. Yeah. You know? Because you don't quite, I don't quite realise whether or not they're now like, They've gotten rid of this beast, or whether yeah. it's a you've killed our god thing. Yeah, well, w- Jack talks about that in in a little bit. But um, next thing we see, we're on the high seas, massive oil tanker to transport Kong. So they've called the tanker out, put Kong in this big empty tanker. Yeah, he's sitting down there. They drop food. Remember, they had the big things of yep. bananas, and he roars Buckets and they they, food, they yeah. bolt. Jack and Dwan are playing backgammon. As you do. Meanwhile, Fred comes out. And uh, he says to her, look, you know, uh, you might... He, he congratulates her. Hey, Jack. Do I look different? Yeah, you shine. That's right. I'm a star. It's all set, Jack. Coast to coast tour. We open in New York. Lights, cameras, Kong. So Fred's... Fully drinking the Kool-Aid now. Yeah. He's thinking, right, I'm going to bring back this something. Is it. The big gotta, one. Yeah. This is the big one, I promised, and uh, that's what he's doing. And uh, I like how he asks, he goes, what are the chances of you two, two getting, getting married? married? He goes, oh, I don't know. This he's now sorry. just thinking yeah, about yeah. the script and story. Yeah. He is now. But, you know, again, uh, Dwan's thinking, he goes, he goes, oh, she sort of has a bit of a guilty feeling. How can I be a star because we took him off the island? I mean, how can I become a star because of... Because of someone that was stolen off that gorgeous island and locked up in that lousy oil tank. It's not someone. It's an animal, a beast to try to rape you. That's not true. He risked his life to save me. Try to rape you, honey. And before you cry a lot, you ought to ask the natives on that island what they thought of losing Kong. Actually, they'll miss him a lot. Like leprosy. No, you're dead wrong. He was the terror, the mystery of their lives, and the magic. A year from now, that'll be an island full of burnout drunks. When we took Kong, we kidnapped their god. Mm. So does that answer your question about yeah, how yeah, the no, natives that, feel about it? Yeah, yeah. No, but I just think that he's this. Jack's the only one that ever thinks about that. Yeah. You know, it's never really thought about by anyone else. Yeah, so it's, it's sort of the... It, Jack is always the one who would have sort of loved to have kept him in his natural habitat, yeah. observed him. Fred says, nah, we're taking him away. Yeah. So there's, they're already at odds with each other there. But again, uh, Dwan's feeling, you know, it's like, you know, he, she feels it's like there's a curse on them. God, it's scary. It's like there's a curse on all of us. Damn it, I'm tired of you trying to confuse this girl's mind. This is her big chance and yours too. You know, there are stars at Princeton, the same way there are in Hollywood, Jack. You want out? You want me to cable Harvard or Yale to get Kong another keeper? Coast-to-coast tours, Beauty and the Beast, it's a grotesque farce. Right, you, you say the word, Jack. Your contract is torn up. You just tell me right now, right now. Say it. See opening night. So he couldn't. 
at that point, Jack couldn't say, stuff you, I'm out. Mm. He still wanted to be part of it. Yeah. Dwan's obviously excited she's going to be a star. And, and this is that, where so. you realise Dwan and Jackie are now, now looking at like they well, could be getting it on. They might be, I yeah. Think are, they, are they out on the tanker when they when they, they kind of go out there? and? Yeah, well, the next the next bit here was where they're talking to each other and, you know, the... I think they kiss for the first time, and remember when they're they're sort of they're kissing, and the her scarf flies off yep. and goes into the tanker, and he smells it. Really bad to scale at this point. It is a little bit, but yep. that that <laughs> sort of reminds him that she's there. Yes, and that's when he gets angry. Yes, he, he thinks, and well, do you like how he goes? Oh, yes, Kong. Yes, he's bigger than both of us. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. Um, anyway, Jack's taken Duan back to the cabin, but they can hear Kong sort of roaring. Yeah. He starts to go crackers, starts hitting the wall, and he. Uh, did you like how when he was banging the various walls, there was like some poor bloke had his bunk on the other side. Some bloke got knocked through, out of bed, yeah. and the kitchen got smashed. And the he was going so crazy. You hear the announcement, the captain saying, "We're gonna, you're gonna flood the tank. I'm ordering the eight drowned. If he keeps doing this, they're gonna yeah, see, yeah. he's gonna sink, right. gonna sink the boat. But Dwan sort of goes out there, and she goes out, and and. Jack chases her and she climbs out to the middle of the thing. Remember, she goes, look, you come any closer, I'll, I'll, I'll jump. Yeah. And Kong sees her and jumps to try to reach her. And as he hits the deck again, she falls off anyway. Yeah. And then he catches her, remember, in the tanker. Yes. Um, but then Jack tells him, look, don't flood the tank. She fell in. Um, but Kong's there kind of, this, this sort of, he's, he's almost resigned to his fate. Yep. Remember, he just let he's her just go. sitting in the corner. He he's puts just her down. sitting there. She and, can climb yeah. out, doesn't she? Yeah. So um, the there was a separate pair. Remember how they created the arms for the hydraulic arms? Yep. The Carlos Ramboldi, who connect, created the big 40-foot version, they created a separate pair of legs too, and this is where we see the legs. Remember how she climbs down his oh, legs? Yeah, That's where right. we see the legs to scale. Um, and uh, they were also used uh, in the... In the oil tanker and also in the... Remember when he gets out, he gets loose after the... In New York, we'll talk about it in a sec. Meanwhile, next scene, New York City. New York, New York. Fireworks. Big opening night. Big Petrox event. We see a marching band. Jack comes into the dressing room and sees Dwan, and she wonders, um, how, what's the hell's going on? You're not, you're not dressed. What's the matter? You're not dressed. No, that's right. I was wrong when I called this thing a farce. It's a tragedy. I'm quitting your circus, Brett. You big idiot. You signed a contract. You took an advance. Oh, I just donated that in your name to the SPCA fund for sending Kong home. Here's your receipt. Sue me. <laughs> oh, Jack, don't leave me tonight, please. Listen, my horoscope says that Go on, shut up. I, I love you. Come with me right now. Come on, to hell with a contract. Go ahead. Except I promise you, you'll never get another booking in your life. You'll end up tap dancing at Rotary Clubs. So she's torn there, hey? Yes, because she wants to be a star. As you yeah, say, this yeah. is where, this is the point in the movie where the whole plot of her being a potential movie star and all that kind yeah. of stuff this is matters. This is because if she was any other mere mortal that had been discovered on the sea, yeah, she may not have this desire to be a star. Of course not. That's right. Uh, next thing we see, the choppers coming across New York City, lands across the East River from New York. They've re- do you like how they've recreated the wedding on the island? Yeah. With the wall? The whole thing. Petrox everywhere. Yes. And do you like how the, the big Bowser big, big comes petrol out? petrol Bowser, <laughs> yes. And who should be underneath that? 
but Kong himself. Yes. Revealed in a cage uh, and chained up. Yeah. And and do you like how like Dwan goes up there to recreate the wedding, but then they start they start jostling her. No, don't push her around. He's gonna think. So Kong, meanwhile, has broken his chains, mm. but he's still in the cage. Ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing whatever to fear. That is an escape-proof cage, certified <laughs> by the New York City And then he just proceeds to tear the cage apart. Some of Fred's best work, you know. He's really hasn't he got good timing when he says something? He says something, happens. and then the opposite happens. Yeah, yeah, straight away. brilliant. <laughs> but uh, he's still, we're still changing his feet at this point, and he's, he's on the mic saying, "Look, come out." Still chained up, and then what does he do? Of course, he breaks He's the chains. He's free. Kong is out, and do you like how this scene from above? He's just walking on people. You see when he goes, you see the people sort of underneath him. The squishy. <laughs> just, <laughs> just there. Yeah. And uh, Jack grabs Dwan, but then he sees Fred. And he looks at Fred and goes, and he sort of stamps on him like he's a cockroach and goes, see you later. <laughs> yeah, then just... next thing he sees his torn hat just underneath. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty well done because it's also not gruesome. No. No, it's there's, just, no, there's no gore. It's not all implied, gore you know. Yeah. It's yeah. So uh, next thing, he's tearing the place apart. Uh, Jack, he's looking for Dwan, right? He's looking for her. Yeah. That's his mission. Uh, so Jack has meanwhile caught up with Dwan. They've uh, they've going across. They say, look, the 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 Queensborough Bridge has been locked up. What did Jack and Dwan do? They catch a train. Now Kong is obviously got a pretty decent sense of smell. Yes, he's trying to follow her. And he comes to this this elevated track. Yep. And did you like this? This was obviously miniature, but it looked pretty good. Eh? It, it looked oh, mate, pretty, again, this yeah, bit's yeah. very looks well really done. Good. Very well done. Do you like this bit when he smashes the train tracks and he gets a carriage and he throws it and it explodes? He tears the top off the carriage, sees a woman in a white dress. Yeah. Did you like this bit where he grabs her, looks at her, it's not her, and he just throws her away? <laughs> See you later. So that's, that's not real good. They grab a motorbike. You like how a bloke on a motorbike sees it, goes, whoa, it falls off the bike, and they grab the bike and hightail it yes. across the bridge, right? Yeah. So, it was Kong, all, all, <laughs> in fact, my whole family at this point went, mate, why did you stop on the, <laughs> bike? On the bike? Just turn around and go. <laughs> so, yeah, they grab the bike, ride across the bridge. Now, the scene where he destroys the elevator track, mm. uh, that was filmed in the Astoria L in Queens, New York, that bit, you know, where he gets the motorbike. Yep. The special effects supervisor created a, a large section of the track as well as several miniature subway cars, complete with the graffiti from yeah, the right. 70s on it. Brilliant. So it looked really authentic. One of the cars was rigged with a wire that did most of the lifting when, when Krong picks it up and throws it. Okay. Uh, and they also rigged some big explosions designed to go off when the car hits the buildings. Rick Baker was in the suit at the time, and he was think he was worried that the explosions were going to make the Set suit the catch fire. on fire. <laughs> and uh, he thought, thankfully, he thought, well, if I'm on fire here, we're in trouble. But luckily, that was not the case. Anyway, Jack and Dwan are across the river, and Dwan, though, wants him to buy her a drink. Jack! Buy me a drink, will you? Come on. Come on. Buy me a drink. Come on. Ten more blocks, and we got the key to a great apartment. Listen, what's the hurry? We've put a ripple between us. The bridges are mined, and apes don't swim. Even your own book says so. Come on, please. Please, buy me a drink. Buy me a drink over there. Do you like this bit, though? She's read his book. That's what she, I'm loving. She's, she, they're about to go in the bar, and Jack looks up at the World Trade Center and sees the moon. He goes... 
where have I seen this view before? Yeah. Some deja vu. Flashback right? to yeah. that island, yeah. So they walk in there, and Kong is walking across the river. As you would. Yeah. So yeah. the bar's deserted where they Doesn't are. Doesn't need right? to swim. He can walk. I, I liked how the bar, there was all like fur coats and money and food, and there was even a cigarette that was still lit. That was still, yeah. It's like they all cleared out yes. of the joint. Um, Kong, meanwhile, is coming across the river, and he asks, she asks, you remember how earlier she, he said, look, come with me right now? How about that nice offer you made me? Do you still want me? Chinchilla. Looks great on you. I asked you a question. You know what an associate professor earns? Do you think I need furs? Yes, I think you need furs. You've been through so much excitement, it's in your blood like dope. You're going to need new fixes that I'm not going to be able to give you. Jack, don't be stupid. So at this point, you're thinking, well, there's a future for him, huh? You're thinking, well, maybe. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But then what does Kong do? He comes out of the river, walks into the power lines, causes a blackout. Absolutely. And then uh, Dwan speculates about this. Do you remember that blackout they had here once? And all the little babies that were born exactly nine months later? Uh-huh. Well, here's to all the future sons and daughters of King Kong. I'll drink to that. Now, in this little exchange, mm. Jack suddenly recalls where he saw that view. Yes. And he decides to get on the blower to the mayor. Hello. Hello. Excuse me, Professor. Yes, yes. You say you know where Kong is headed. Yes, I do. It's a place where you can threaten without danger. Now, can you get a couple of big helicopters and some steel blasting nets to drop on top of him? Sure, no problem. Good. Where is he headed, Professor Prescott? We deal for that. You promise to capture him without injury, then I'll tell you where. Damn it, do we have a deal? Yes, Professor, we have a deal. Where is Kong headed? There's one place in Manhattan that looks exactly like a certain part of his native habitat. Let him through to it, and you can trap him there. Let him climb to the top of the World Trade Center. So we know where he's headed, and you see, while he's on the blower, though, to the mayor, Kong has found Dwan, grabbed her out of the bar, and thought, we're off to the World Trade Center, yes, honey. see ya. Yeah. <laughs> so I like this next bit where you see um, he's heading off. I like, the, I like the scene where the Kong, the priest comes out of the church. You hear Kong walk past, and the big shadow passes across the priest. The priest backs away doing the sign of the cross. You're thinking, what the hell is this? Yeah. Now, the, the to construct, they constructed the World Trade Center miniatures for this movie. Right, so, yeah. So the production designers actually obtained the original blueprints and architectural drawings of the real buildings. Wow. To make it authentic. Yep. So they had, they reproduced all the aspects in, in have you, did you, did you ever go to the World Trade Center before? No. Like, I, I've been. Yeah. And, and in, in between the two towers, there was that round, um, like a global monument, yep. which is now the crushed version of that is now right down near the near the water. Mm. But that was that was spot on how it looked before wow. the the ground zero. But um, there were several. They they the first they created the main plaza uh, on the back lot, which included a three sided reproduction of the south tower right. and a two sided reproduction of the north tower. So they, uh, from the angles okay, they yep, filmed yep. that right. Now get this, after September eleven. Paramount Home Video voluntarily recalled all retail DVD copies that showed Kong on top of the World Trade Center. 
the cover of a lot of the he had a foot on each of the World Trade yeah. Centers. They decided out of respect, they recalled them, but they later reissued the movie with a different cover. So they that that's now you can I actually bought it again just for that reason because they had that cover on Blu-ray. I bought I've got like four copies of this on the various discs, but that copy they they recalled. Uh, we see, and this was interesting. Sort of, if you know the geography of uh, of New York, yep. the next bit here is they're on. He's on fifth. There's a soldier on Fifth Avenue, saying he's almost at Forty Second Street. Forty uh, Second Street and the World Trade Center are quite far away from each other. It's like yes. oh, yeah. for Kong, it's not far because he can, you know, he can take some solid strides. But it's still a fair way away. The lights come back on. Kong has entered the plaza there, and he sees them all. Jack's arrived on a bike. Yep, and uh, Kong starts to climb. Up he goes. Now, the hell, the, the thing, I think he yells out to Dwan. He goes, hold on. The helicopters are coming to net him. Okay, that's what we're thinking. Searchlights are turned that's on. That's what he told the mayor. That's what he agreed. Yeah. Jack goes up to the roof. Kong decides to climb. Sees the full moon again. So we're yeah. thinking, okay, we, he's getting in the right direction. Jack sees, though, remember when he's going up to the roof, he sees the soldiers going up the side of the building with the flamethrowers. Mm. And uh, the, one of the people on the ground says, didn't they get my orders? So they shoot, they shoot the, fly, the flamethrowers at him. And did you like this, how he sort of ran and do- jumped over to the other tower? Yes. So I think he started in, on the south tower and ended up on the north tower. Right. That's, that's where he started from. Um, so I like it too when he starts throwing things to the soldiers and he gets a little like a tanker and goes like a grenade. Yeah. <laughs> just blows them up. <laughs> Now, I saw this in the cinema when I was a kid in Melbourne. I remember I was in Melbourne one Christmas visiting my cousins. Yeah. And we went to see this. And these scenes I'm about to describe where he blows up the soldiers, smashes the helicopters, the audience were cheering for Kong when yeah, it happened, right. right? Yeah. So the helicopters are approaching. He sees them. The bloke says he's still got the girl. He puts her down. And Dwan says, don't put me down. They're going to kill you. Hold me. And he keeps pushing her away, remember? He pushes her away, and the helicopters start circling and then start firing at him. Yeah. He eventually they, he cracks one or two of them. I think one of them falls down the side of the building, but he they shoot they shoot him and Jack is in the other building. See, saying, it's interesting. Assholes. You know, they talk about they withdrew the cover uh, the DVD because of the cover and stuff. Yeah. The only part of this that felt strange to me was that moment where the helicopter you know crashed into the side of the building as yeah. part of this. Right. You know, if you I would have thought if you're going to do something, yeah, you'd actually just. That's ten seconds you can take out of this movie. It's just yeah, weird. You want, you want to see that Kong actually got one of them down though. I know, but yeah, yeah. Mate, in he terms went of, down fighting. In terms of withdrawing uh, really? millions of DVDs yeah. from sale and changing the cover, for, maybe for, for out of respect. Okay. Like I don't, I just don't. Okay. I don't, I don't get that when you're going to leave the movie as it is. All right. Well, do you, so he when when the, yeah, they've been circling, he's obviously fatally wounded now. Yeah. Do you like how he yeah, sort of you just can tell falls? It's over for him. He cra- he falls down right beside Dwan, and then he sort of looks at her, and then sort of rolls over and falls off the rolls building. Rolls off the yeah, building, and yeah. he's falling. So next thing you see is Kong sort of smash pavement underneath him, and, and did you hear his heartbeat going? Dum, dum, yeah. And it was slowing down. And I remember, I still remember at the time when the photographers were up on his chest taking photos of him. Yeah, I remember even as it like I was how old was I then? I was like a I was an eight year old kid. Yeah. Blowing up at the, uh, at the reporters the on top of him, you yeah, bastards, yeah. get off him! You know, <laughs> it was all, it was quite emotional for me, and, yeah, I, 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 and, I, and, I, and I remember thinking I felt really sad. It was it was a sad ending. Yeah. So Dwan's there uh, as he's dying. Everyone rushes in, and did you notice the bloke who was on the phone to Jack Prescott, the mayor or something, suddenly grabs her and sort of thinks, "Oh, he's a photo op," 
and she's sort of trying to fight to get away from him, and she's calling for Jack. Yeah. Jack's there and sees her and thinks he realizes that this is never going to work. She's a she's a star. I'm not, and he sort of backs away from her. Did you think that he? What did you think was going to happen there? I don't know. I, I, I yeah, I didn't really give it much thought at the time to yeah. be honest. Like she she's crying out for him. He sees her and says, "I think he realized. Look, he just doesn't want this attention. Yeah, she's getting to have all this attention. He doesn't want a part of it. Well, I think he, I, I assumed he basically he's just he's at that point seeing it and realizing that Kong is dead. Yeah, and that his whole. Like yeah. this, this life's work sad, is sad. is a wasted. That's the end of the movie. We see. It's a pretty. Uh, it's credits, a pretty yeah. full. It's a on downer ending. ending yeah, yeah, downer ending. Yeah. Which is not common, not really, is it? Very uncommon. Yeah, very yeah. uncommon. Now let's hear some of the some some nice quotes here. Did you like this? This is a bit where Jack first got his camera out, and um, Dwan was cuddling up to Fred. Hey, 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 hey! Don't print those. I'm a married man. <laughs> Guaranteed to cover People magazine. Print just one. <laughs> Which is a very film thing to say, by the way, yes, isn't it? Because it's yeah. like we think, you know, it's in print out, but yeah. what he means is print, develop, you know, actually it, take yeah. to the, the from the dark room. I love this bit. This is a really cool line when they arrive at the island after Dwan has been taken. He's taken her. Someone's taken her. Who the hell do you think went through there? Some guy in an ape suit? <laughs> that actually rings true. Remember how I said to you before they were originally going to have a mechanical gorilla. But they end up going with a guy in an ape suit who was the, who did that. So it actually yes. was true. <laughs> and I love this bit. Remember when they're about, he goes, don't leave before you set seismic charges. And Bo speaks up. They're a little bit racial, this little bit here. Yep. Busting my ass with no white company, white man. <laughs> oh, okay. Take your time. Who gives a shit that radar has got the ape headed in our direction? <laughs> so he gives him a hurry up. All right. How did that happen? Some plot holes here, mate. I've already mentioned one. Dwan happens to be on the dock when the natives arrive to kidnap her. That's yeah. a bit strange. Yeah. Now, here's another thing, right? I don't know. What do you reckon is the, the length of time between start to finish? What do you reckon is Weeks? Months? What do you reckon it is? So, see, that's the thing. Because it's a voyage, Yeah, it is really hard be, to tell. Because be a couple of months, you It reckon? could be weeks at sea. Yeah. Then getting the, the ape back to the to, to New York would be probably months. Yeah. Yeah. It, fe- it feels like a couple of months at least. Because the reason I'm asking is because it's always a full moon. There's always oh. a full moon <laughs> whenever they're around. So, yeah, I don't know how long. Things you might not know, Trev. I mentioned already that the film had 45 extra minutes of footage, which I am going to devour with, with my new DVD, my Blu-ray of oh. the uh, extended version, because it was used in that two-part TV premiere. A lot of additional scenes, longer scenes. Yep. The, the, one of the most memorable scenes that was cut out was when Kong breaks free in New York and the boss of Petrox yes. says to Fred, he goes, I don't care. Wherever you go in the world, I'm going to find you. You've cost us the company. And then that was before he gets squashed by that. I yes. remember that scene was cut. Other scenes that were added at the very beginning, Jack um, in the bar with the Petrox people in, in Indonesia. Yeah. So that's where he worked out. He got the shirt and all that. He he sort of, he was with a couple oh, of drunk. Of he got yes. him drunk. So there's all these little bits that they add to it for the extended version. But that's on the uh, that's just just been released actually in the last it was released in the last couple of weeks that collector's edition, so it's got the theatrical version wow. and the extended TV version. Now the boat, the Petrox Explorer, was actually the research ve- vessel Melville, which was operated by the U.S. Navy's Office of Naval Research. Wow. Dino De Laurentiis's request to use the ship was originally refused, but 
was later approved after he appealed to the White House. Uh, he maybe made a donation maybe, like Fred did. Maybe just like Fred. Exactly. Now, in a Time magazine story on the production, Dino De Laurentiis said he sort of was big noting how the movie had a heart. Yeah. He goes, no one cried when Jaws died, but when the monkey dies, people are going to cry. Yeah. It's going to be emotional. Yeah. Wow. Did you notice okay. when Kong is captured and falls into the trap, he falls face first. Yes. But when he raises oh, his arm, yeah, how does that happen? he's on his back. He might have rolled over. He's rolled over in there. When Kong first comes in during the sacrifice ceremony, do you notice how he knocks a lot of, over a lot of trees? Yeah. During uh, later on in the movie, there's no down trees. The down trees are not seen on the island anywhere. After it's that my scene. biggest gripe with yeah. ma- basically the whole movie is yeah. that there doesn't seem to be a lot of deforestation from an enormous <laughs> ape walking around. Maybe not. Yeah. Also, not a lot of ape prints on the on the yeah. on the ground. Yes. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Now I know you're a Seinfeld fan, right? A small framed movie marquee poster for the 1976 King Kong mm. can be seen in Jerry's apartment. Okay. On the Mac, above the Mac in Jerry's apartment during the 94 season. Yeah. So one example, remember that episode of The Stall? Remember where, uh, yeah, I haven't got a square to spare, yeah. that one? That's, it's, you can see Kong, you know, the one yep. on the World Trade Center in that one. There you go. There you have it, mate. So that's the end of it. Give us your wrap up and your rating. I, as I said, I, I do think it was a good movie. Um, I do think it could be shaved. Yeah. Just... It's, it's being small incremental. Down Kong, I okay. think it's all incremental <laughs> little bits that are extended. Yeah. A lot of the stuff on the boat in the early part yeah. is a bit long. Uh, a lot of the stuff with the girl is not necessary yeah. overall. It, okay. I get that she's quite part of the theme, but yep. it's just there's too much exposition. It could, be, it could be tightened up a bit. Tighten just tighten it up, it up a bit. Okay. Even bring even by fifteen minutes, bring I get it that. down. I get that. Um, but but that's my own like that is my only criticism because I do think that broadly the. Scale of the movie stands the test of time, yep. without question. Yep. I'm now fascinated by the original and the 2005 yeah. to see the worth a watch. Yeah, worth the a kind watch. of trans- yep. transition of the storyline. Yep. And for me, it's um, I'm gonna give it an eight. Yeah, good one. Give an eight good out one. of ten. I'm a nine. It's a nine out of ten for me. Yep. I really enjoy this movie. Should we cast our mind to next week? Now, next week is a Let's movie which I know for a fact you've watched. You are a baseball fan after all. Yeah. Next week we're watching Moneyball. Yes, I'm with, coming at this one with Brad Pitt. Full full ball. Released in 2012, 2011. How many times do you reckon you've watched it? I've watched it, I reckon, 10 times. Oh, yeah. I reckon probably I'd, up there with I'd me be now. at five. Wow. I okay, at least, righto. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what, your millionaire question is this, though. Yeah. A writer was brought in to punch up the script. Who was that writer? Was it A, Stephen Gagan? B, Aaron Sorkin? C, Tom Shulman? D. Michael Arndt. Sorkin. Sorkin's right. He agrees. Yeah, it to just just feels like some of the storytelling. Yeah, you know, yeah. Aaron Sorkin agreed to rewrite the screenplay, but he said a condition of him writing it was that the original writer Steve Zalian, his name would not be removed from the credits because he thought his draft was great, uh-huh. and he didn't feel like that he needed to improve it too much. So very, right. very sporting of our wow. man Aaron Sorkin. So there you have it. Next week, Moneyball. But that was King Kong, which I think, and I don't, I, I always think this was the best version of King Kong. 
And that was it. I'm glad that you finally seen it. And I'm, I'm, off, to, I'm, I'm off to watch the extended version I'm, again. I'm, I pity you and <laughs> all that live with you for that. But uh, no, I'll be watching it by myself. Yeah. Glad Joe's <laughs> I don't think the wife, no, no, Joe will think, no, no, you can, that's a movie for you to watch. Uh, my my, my favourite thing about this, this podcast is the fact that you've articulated why yeah. you chose this movie out of the, the three. Yep. Um, and I, I don't really have a desire to watch the others because I think this stands the test well, of the time. Well, the original one's really old. Like, the stop yeah. motion of Kong is really dated. The new one with Peter, Peter Jackson did is brilliant. It's filmed right. in New Zealand. It was really, really well done. And the effects are brilliant. Sort of the motion capture is just, like, phenomenal how they did it. Okay. But um, I don't know. This one, to me, right. appeals to me. I've seen all the other Kongs, but this one is my favourite. I, I keep going back to it. Very but anyway, good. glad you've seen it. Glad you all listened to the show. Join us next week for Moneyball, but what you've just listened to was King Kong. Trev, see you next week. See you then.